Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The Big Ten's got a problem. Explain, Dr. Ritchie. Well, the fact that only one Big Ten team was ranked in this week's AP Top 25 is a little troublesome and fairly telling about where the conference is this season. In the last few years, arguably the most competitive, the best conference in the country. This year, not so much. That's Scott Ritchie, our beat writer, our AP Top 25 voter, who will explain his ballot, tell you where Illinois is going to uh, fit in that in the coming weeks, and he'll talk some recruiting as well in this week's podcast, Inside Illini Basketball. Come back after these messages. Hi, I'm Paul Rudy, CEO of Rudy Wealth Management and host of Paul Rudy's On The Money Radio Show. Every successful investor I've ever met continuously acted on a plan. Every failed investor I've ever met was constantly reacting to current events. If the recent market turmoil is keeping you up at night, maybe it's time you begin to make your investment and spending decisions based upon a retirement income plan. Perhaps it's time for you to listen to the little voice in your head telling you to call Rudy Wealth Management. You'll be happy you did. Rudy Wealth Management, Central Illinois Retirement Specialist, 356-1400. Oh, good Monday morning, everyone. Well, it's a good morning for the Purdue Boilermakers, but apparently no one else in the Big Ten. Is that right, Scott Ritchie? What are you doing? What do you mean, what am I doing? Well, you're an AP Top 25 voter, and the first thing I see on this Monday morning, I'm Jim Rosso, Vice President of News, so I show up early and I I look at newsgazette.com, and Ritchie's ballot is submitted, and he's only got one Big Ten team on the whole stinking Top 25. And as it turns out, I was right, because Purdue is the only Big Ten team that is ranked. Uh, the poll obviously comes out right before we record this podcast on Monday. Um, and there, there's five other teams that are receiving votes, Illinois included, although far fewer than they were receiving last week. Um, but it's just uh, there's a chance the Big Ten as a conference, not quite as strong as it was, say, the last few years when it was considered Arguably the best conference in the country. You um, watch your mouth, Scott Ritchie. It's a there. It's an average conference outside of mm. Purdue. The, if we're talking results, I mean, it's kind of black and white. You either win games or you lose games, and the Big Ten, except for Purdue, is like winning one, losing one, because everybody's going to finish five hundred in the league. Apparently, here I was all nice to Scott Ritchie last week for coming back to the Inside Illini Basketball Podcast booth after an extended vacation. I'm done being nice. All right, Ed Bond has my back. <laughs> Rank another Big Ten team. It really, I, did, I, I, I did. suppose this has been probably already uh, spread on social media, but this has to be the first time, like ever, one Big Ten team's made the top twenty-five. Well, it's the first time this year, right? I'm I'm guessing first time in. I was, yeah, I mean many moons would be my guess as well. I haven't looked you know, that up, could you? Okay, I'm not. Uh, I'll have to figure out where to find that information. Hey, I'm sure it's there. I, I need somebody from ESPN Stats and Info to yep. to do that for me. Yeah. Um, no, it's I didn't even consider 
mm. ranking another Big Ten team. Not the Indiana Hoosiers who are playing really, really well. So you're kind of wrong there. I know they got six losses. They do. All right, but they're coming off a beatdown of Sparty. Yeah, and they're the next closest to being ranked, but I just I got a T Abernathy texting me. I just don't see it. Like, I mean, they have three good wins. K Benson. Okay. C Cheney. I mean, is he is he in your in your DMs? I mean, obviously they beat Wisconsin, Illinois, Michigan. B Wilkerson. State. <laughs> All these guys are texting me right now. S May. Not Sean. Very good, old school. I I try to keep up. Scott Ritchie. They also have losses to Iowa, Northwestern, Penn State, and Rutgers. And they got crushed by Arizona and Kansas early in the year. All right, all right. You're right. Like, I'm not saying Indiana's bad, and obviously they just beat Illinois by 15, and Trace Jackson Davis uh, shot like 85% from the field or whatever it was. Um, But it's just they're as good as most of the rest of the Big Ten, which is just kind of. Okay. At least consistently. Visit NewsGazette.com every Monday. Richie tells you why he voted the way he did. Uh, this week he explained himself. And Illinois got nine votes, which means got someone nine, put him in their top got nine 25. Points. Well, nine points, whatever. That, that could means. be nine votes at number 25. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, there's and that breakdown uh, will come out a little bit later once all the. Okay. Tell me who, who voted for Illinois, please. And if what? they were mistaken or just didn't look at the results or if they're right. Yeah. I mean, I don't have that information, like, right this moment. Right. But Later, I said. It will be in Good Morning Illini Nation tomorrow morning. Where My I- favorite and Ed Bond's favorite article every morning. At 6 a.m., he sets his alarm clock to read that. Yeah. And Tuesdays is where I kind of take a deeper dive into the, the voting of the AP Top 25, including where Illinois lands on... Well, this week, far fewer ballots. All right, you beat Ohio State, you beat Wisconsin, you're back in the top 25. I'm convinced. Yeah, maybe. I mean, that's two quad one opportunities, mm-hmm. which Illinois certainly needs. Um, even you know, Ohio State, with its struggles, still statistically, a metrically, a good team. Um, they just can't win close they games. They stink. They, just, they, they, right. they really... they. That's one. Just, that's one big win close games. team I'm not buying. They did just have a pretty good win Saturday against Iowa. Yeah, beat them by 16. So, and they desperately needed that win. They'd lost five in a row before that. It's a yes. Yeah, it's, it's a strange Ohio State team. I mean, it's all except for Zed Key and Justice Sewing, who's healthy again after missing most of last year. It's all freshmen and transfers. So it's like I don't know that if you're you know. An Illinois fan, you have a ton invested in, oh, i got to beat Ohio State because this guy. Mm-hmm. Hey, if you don't, uh, uh, besides Inside Illini Basketball, uh, listen to this, this morning's Penny podcast when Ed Bond posted it. It might have already done that. Lauren Tate was on top of his game. You listened to it. Just on the way in. Okay. I like the point he made about um, you talk about all these transfers and movement, uh, the idea of trying to hold a reunion. In 10 years, players are going to have to make three reunions. Who comes back? That's a good question. I, I mean. Like, really, is Terrence Shannon going to come back to a an Illinois basketball reunion? I think it kind of depends on maybe how the rest of the season sure, plays out. Sure, if they like, make the Final Four, yes. If it's a really good result, yeah, but, sure. I mean, if not, I mean, I guess 
if some of his teammates from this year are strange. Are anyway, it's an outstanding question to be raised. <laughs> How does this play out? You know, you, we still see the, uh, you know, uh, the Darren Williams gang coming back every so often to reunite. Yeah, but unless you, I... yeah, I suppose now the new bar is you're not coming back unless you win a title or make a Final Four. Or just everybody comes back and there's like a hundred guys. <laughs> a lot of, t- like, a lot of how many seasons did you play here? Oh, just the one. Okay, yeah, me too. All right, don't know where I was going with that. Oh, just listen to Lauren. He's still uh, he knows his stuff. Guys, fastball. Yeah, how about that? All right, so uh, Ohio State Tuesday night uh, ahead of the snow. That's a W. Wisconsin there Saturday. I think it's a W. I, I'm I'm convinced and I'm holding firm to say that Illinois clearly is the second best team in the Big Ten. I'm not budging. They haven't what's, proven what's, that. What's yet. that look you're giving me? Because well, they haven't proven it yet. But they are. It's clear. Some days, I just the the inconsistency of this team is, I think, what creates those questions. Because you know they won four games in a row, just looked a little better every game, especially in the second half, um, and then Indiana comes to Champaign and it's like layup Palooza. And, and Illinois loses by 15 at home. Like a 15-point home loss. Mm-hmm. They were tired. Yeah. A lot of games. A lot of days in a row, and Brad Underwood kept mentioning it and then also saying, oh, it's not an excuse, but then he mentioned it at least 15 times in his post-game press mm-hmm. conference. Like, I get it, but these guys are also, you know, in their late teens, early 20s. Like, I would be tired after that stretch. I feel like when I was that age, I could have done it. And they have all of, I mean, you look at the renovations at Ub and like the recovery aspect of playing a demanding sport like this was a huge focus in updating that building. So they have every bell and whistle, everything they could want. Like, I get it was a lot of days in a row, a lot of games. But 15-point home loss and the way they lost with, like, obviously, you know, Brett Underwood got what he wanted. The Indiana didn't shoot a bunch of threes. I still don't contend they're a very good three-point shooting team, but they just gave up 35 to Trace Jackson Davis and double digits to Jordan Geronimo, who was just as efficient. Like It was a step back from that four-game winning streak. All right, this episode, what, num- what number are we on? 231. 231. I'm taking reader questions and passing them on to Scott Ritchie. Thank you for all the submissions over the weekend. <laughs> Um, um, you okay with these? I have not. Yeah. I have not shown Richie the questions. No, nope, you have not. And okay. We'll Why? just. I'll stop there. <laughs> without questioning the validity. All right. Of let's it. go with number one, a rather pointed one. I'm sure. <laughs> What's up with Richie's love affair with officials? Oh, it's not that I'm. It's just a question. Don't take offense. Like some full-throated supporter of officials, like. If they make bad calls, they say they make bad calls. I'm just kind of tired of fans. Like, it's the officials this, officials that. Can't win. Illinois is getting the screw job. I mean. Can't fans have an opinion? Yeah, but I see. I, it's all I see during games. And if you don't see that on social media, like, send me who you're following so I can not have this experience. Right, tell readers of the News Gazette who threatened to cancel their subscription over a certain story that ran or a column that ran. I just say, just flip the page. Don't read it. I can't That's ha- what you need to. I can't help but see it. It's just all there. There's plenty else to read. But, yeah, have do officials make bad calls? Sure. But, like, 
has Elmway played great basketball all the time? No. Like Question number two, is Bo Baraski really from Eureka? Well, Bo's retired. He's not even... I'm just reading sure. the questions here. I wish he was. That He'd be a, our second claim to fame, I guess third, after Ronald Reagan went to college there and obviously... <laughs> Reagan and Bo Baraski, wow. <laughs> and then obviously Ben Zobrist, uh, World Series champion. Uh, two, Bo. Bo's two, a, a solid third there. Two KZs in Eureka. Just the one. I thought, I thought there were two. No, uh, there's the Hux. I think you're... Okay. Been to both. Yeah. Oh, so, so have I. <laughs> um, here's a question I, I saw several times. Now we're just now getting you this question. Okay. Why didn't Underwood double-team the big guy in Indiana? Well, after the game, he said they did try a couple times. And I guess I saw that where you know Coleman Hawkins kind of floated a little bit more towards Trace, but then floated back to his own man. Like, I don't know. And, like, that question was asked after the game. Or essentially, as did you think about trying something different defensively? And Brad Underwood wasn't all that concerned about giving up 35 to Trace, that his 35 didn't beat Illinois, that it was the you know, Jordan Geronimo in double figures. I think Trey Galloway was in double figures. A bunch of layups for him, too. Um, and some of those came when there was maybe a little more attention on Trace and he had five assists and passed and got his teammates involved. Um, I think what they needed to do was when he got the ball in the post, like when he had the ball in his hands, was backing down whoever was guarding him. Like that's when you dig, you know, guard from the perimeter comes down, digs, mm. quick double, I mean, just make it tougher. Like it just was not difficult at all for Chase Jackson Davis to do what he wanted in the post um, last Thursday. But uh, Underwood's definitely a give up twos over threes kind of coach. And like the idea is to give up tough twos and traces were not tough. Again, email questions to um, sports at news hyphen gazette.com. We'll get them answered on each podcast inside a line of basketball. Right, Scott, you're, sure. you're open to any kind of questions. Yeah. Well, I'll answer anything. There's one that maybe isn't so basketball. Are you excited about the opening of Raising Canes on Green Street in late February? Um, I'm sure. I've only had Raising Canes once in Columbus, Ohio, in fact, when I was okay. there for an Ohio State basketball game. Um, yeah, it's, it's chicken tenders. <laughs> okay. I mean, like, it's not bad, but... Like, I don't, I'm not, and well, I mean, the fact that it's opening on Green Street, like, if I do go to Raising Cane's, it won't be till, like, May or June, because I just typically. Okay. Grump. Well, you know, it's just, it's very, very busy. Hectic. There's no place to park. Good news is Raising Cane's also opening on North Prospect, another (laughs) kind of chill area (laughs) down, but that won't happen until July. Yeah. Yeah. And that's only, like, a 20-minute drive from where I live. Um. Good question about uh, Indiana-based. Uh, this uh, questionnaire says Zach Eady uh, sure might be leading the Big Ten MVP race, but what about Trace Jackson Davis making a late push? He had another good game against Michigan State, I noticed, on Sunday. Yeah, and he's okay. been good. Who's your vote? I guess let's go like the Who are your top three right now? Well, it's, I, I just goes, gave you two of them. 
I mean, I think it goes Zach, Edie, Trace Jackson, Davis, Jalen Pickett, Penn mm. State. Okay. And I might even put – be tempted to put Jalen ahead of Trace, but I won't because, I mean, his numbers are incredible. I mean, no one – no one's had has his the kind of numbers he has this year. The last person to put up the kind of numbers Jalen Pickett's putting up was Denzel Valentine in the year he was the National Player of the Year. Um, but Penn, Penn State's just not going to win enough, I don't think. As good as Jalen Pickett's been, they just don't have quite enough horses around him. Question about Terrence Shannon uh, sent our way. When's the last player at Illinois who was allowed to jack up three-pointers without making a pass on back-to-back possessions. I don't know if that happened against Indiana. Maybe that's what he's – or she. I don't know who this – Maybe. Um, I, I remember him hoisting a couple. I don't know, like Trent? Top of the key. Frazier? Like he's done that. All right. Yeah, it will. Again, with the defensive tone. Well, I mean, were those good looks from Terrence Shannon? Not so much. I, I think I said this – during the game, but like the worst thing that happened to him was making eight of nine against UCLA. It's like his, his first strength is attacking the basket and finishing or getting fouled. Needs to do more of that. That needs to be a priority. And because that's going to open up things for his teammates because defenses will collapse around him. Maybe foul him, send him to line. Although for him, it's a better chance that the free throw goes in than the rest of his team. But like, he takes some bad threes. I will say that. But, I mean, there have been other players that have taken bad okay. threes. That's not a Terrence Shannon thing exclusively. Um, update on Sky Clark, please, Mr. Ritchie. Look at that. Not, that was well, that was very was kind. Professional. Uh, not with the team. Okay. Don't know where he's at. I assume home. Okay. Uh, this... Yeah. Since he stepped away, there's been very little. And very little discussion about Sky Clark either. Makes me think he's probably not coming back. Maybe reach out to him. Maybe today. See what's up. Okay. All right. There we go. Reader uh, story tips. How about that? Yeah. Then there'll be the other readers and fans who are like, we don't care about Sky Clark. Please don't. He's done with. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's just that's the way fan bases work. For any program. Uh, besides Purdue, this questionnaire says, uh, who is likely to get the next best seed out of these Big Ten teams making the NCAA tournament? And at what number would that be? Right now, it's your favorite team, Rutgers. Nope, nope, <laughs> nope, nope. Right, right now. Ed, hit, hit the <laughs> button. You're asking the question on January 23rd. Okay. And right now it's Rutgers. Yeah, that's great. With Indiana kind of maybe a there you go. close behind. You're getting better. Like I'm f- trying to help you answer this question. Yeah, but like either way. like I got Illinois and Indiana both as six seeds. I would say like. Let me, let me help you out. Maybe a five. Okay. Illinois is trending back towards like a seven or an eight. After one loss. Yep. Because like, if you're, you're going to be honest, like their wins, needed them, didn't do much to help their cause. But Wisconsin was like, ranked 14th. Okay. Yeah, fraudulent Wisconsin. Okay, I think I'm just saying. I think I mentioned that last week. 
Yeah, Wisconsin. Like Tyler Wall comes back, that would be probably important. But they've lost three of the last four, and their only win in that stretch was at home by three points to Penn State. They're maybe not. This might be a Wisconsin team that plays a little closer to what they are on paper as opposed to they don't have all that much talent but then still win 25 games usually. This might be a little closer to like a reality Wisconsin team. Question, recruiting question. How about that? Um, how important it is for Underwood to land the BCC kid? Explain that to me. Okay, so I'd be Bloomington Central Catholic and okay. – as a junior guard, Cole Serta. I don't know that it's make or break for the program, but Cole Serta. Good shooter. Really good shooter. Made 105 threes last year as a sophomore. Averaged almost 20 points a game. Played just as well you know, this season. Um, Emily just offered this week. They had been recruiting him longer, but you know, to put the offer out there. Um, he's got kind of a mix of mid-major and a few high-major. Um, including in the Big Ten. Uh, we'll see how he progresses, but he's got decent size and he can shoot. And, like, this was an Illinois team that was supposed to be a good shooting team and it's been a little hit or miss. Maybe Luke Goody can solve those problems when he gets back on the court, but more shooting's never a bad thing. And it's interesting. I think you know, the offer comes and they start recruiting him a little heavier um, just as they maybe went, went away a little bit from no use intercitis at St. Rita, who committed to Iowa State uh, a couple, two, three weeks ago. Um, so just, yeah, you pivot in recruiting and got to have options. And Illinois is not, maybe not offering as many high school recruits as they did like when Underwood first got here because that was like some close to like 70 in a class. But I think that's just a – more statement on that's maybe not how the full roster gets built anymore because transfers with their immediate eligibility, at least the first time, have become a bigger part of it. So the the number of offers for high school recruits is not quite as high, but um, certainly add to that with with Cole Serta and it's just we'll see how his game progresses. Mostly how he plays um, this coming spring and summer with. Uh, I believe he's with Illinois Wolves, so Mike Mullins, his program. Um, plays it, obviously, you know, on the Under Armour Association. Going to see high level, higher level competition there than he does at Central Catholic, for sure. All right. Um, BCC uh, often plays in our area. That's good for us. You get a chance to see the kid. Probably at Muhammad, right? Don't, isn't that a, It's a game. What do you, yeah, what, well, again? they're in the same conferences like Monticello and okay. I think. Right. Figure it out. Library. Figure it out and put it in the paper because then it's true. All right? Mostly. It better be. <laughs> uh, be interested to see there. Hey, I hope you saw the News Gazette on Sunday, uh, the print editions, and it's online now. But it was interesting. Uh, did a story on Ty Pence, who is St. Joe star, of course, going to Illinois State, about to set the school career scoring record. We listed record holders from all our area schools. And leading the way with the most points ever, former Illini. How about that? Former Illini from Shiloh. <laughs> Luke Williams. Yeah, that's a uh, great name. Great game. So that was when like Shiloh had its own yeah. team, I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
Anyway, he played. I think he was he was a member of Lon Kruger's team. I think he was on that Big Ten championship team, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, look that up. All right. Yeah. Well, well Ty Pence just crossed the 2,000 point mark, mm-hmm. and narrowing in on Brandon Trimble's career yep. record. Uh, Brett Melton, I think, was on that list. Another former line. I'm trying to th- think of my former line. I from Muhammad Seymour. He was prolific. Anybody else on there? Ravante Rice. There you go. That's a good group. Yeah, it is a good group. Anyway, congratulations to all. Even those. if Ravante had a kind of a roundabout way back to he Chicago. got here. Yeah, beat Missouri. Take that. I don't know. Just maybe right. should have looked at him coming out of Centennial. I don't know. I, I miss the, the days of uh, Centennial Central and Urbana being really good, but that's for a different podcast. All right, and Danville for that matter. Our big schools are uh, struggling just a tad these days, so we need more players like Rivante and Tim Finke and. Well, that certainly help. And uh, Julian Pearl, how about that? He was a baller for good. Danville. Caleb Griffin, good basketball. Caleb Griffin player. could play. Yeah. Anyway, uh, back to the questions. I'm sorry. Uh, when is Luke Goody's first game? That's a good question because Brad Underwood said like he's been close for a couple weeks now. So um, I don't have an actual answer. I think it all depends on what he's done in practice. I'll have, I'll have, I mean, I imagine that question will be asked later today, in fact, in the uh, pre-Ohio State media availability. But I don't know, maybe Nebraska next week? Be a good one to adjust. I think so. We'll see. I mean, that foot injuries are tricky when you play basketball because it's all running. There's a lot of you know force and pressure exerted on your foot, and if it's, you have to make sure it's healed. So, thank you, Marcus Welby. I don't get that reference. <laughs> Ed does. He's nodding his head. Okay. <laughs> Old school. Yeah, Marcus Welby and. MD. Okay, well, you could have said that, and I would have rem- that I would have maybe known, kind of. Have you heard of Columbo? I have heard of. All right, Columbo. good. That's again. Let <laughs> <laughs> I me mean, just throw out a murder she wrote reference to. <laughs> R.I.P. Angela Lansbury. <laughs> again, submit your questions. Newsgazette.com. Here is an, another interesting one that caught my eye. Was when this team gathers at midcourt in a players-only meeting, who's the one speaking? I guess what the questioner is trying to say is, who's the leader, if if there is one? I mean, I think Terrence Shannon has established himself. In that role. And it's, it's interesting because he's kind of a soft-spoken guy, but I think you know, with his teammates, they value what he says. And, um, and Coleman Hawkins is in that a little bit. Uh, Matthew Meyer, just the older guys. Um, when he comes back, Luke Goody will be a voice. Um, a little tougher to do when you're on the bench, but I mean, he's still. If you watch him during the game, he's very active, like cheering on his team, and he's up and down out of his seat all the time. Uh, but right now, I think it's like Terrence Shannon would be the guy. Here's one from a Jay Rosso. I accepted. Okay. How's that prediction record going? Is part how's, A part A of how's the Collins' prediction record going? And the second part of that question is it the News Gazette's worst prediction record of all time? So I think the answer to question one would be poorly. 
Because uh, I believe Colin again ten and Colin, nine. Again, Colin predicted a win against Indiana. Colin did, not Scott. Although I think I probably would have as well. But I don't have. I can say I wouldn't have. Hindsight. Um, and then worst prediction record ever in News Gazette history. I assume because you asked that it is. It is. <laughs> Correct. Your first right answer of this whole yeah Again, podcast. This is a very inconsistent Illinois basketball team. Oh, you're throwing Illinois under the bus. Sure. <laughs> Save my own skin. Um, <laughs> just tough to nail down when they're going to play well, when they're going to stumble like they did against Indiana. All right, 2001, Jim Ross's only year of as full-time beat writer. I think the record was something about 30-2. and two. All right, a little better than this year's. Yeah, that was a Elite Eight team. Like mm-hmm. You pretty much knew they were going to win all the time. Thanks, Bill I, Walton. <laughs> Screwed that up. I mean, I'm not sure it was his. Refs. I would say yeah, maybe, maybe the would, officials. <laughs> like, Bill wasn't on the court. He was just. Felt like he was on the court. Yeah, he was just very excited, I think, that he was calling a game that Luke was playing in. Love San Antonio. Great, great time other than the outcome of that last game. Um. Here's a one that got me. Brad Underwood. Who does he get along with in the Big Ten? That coming on the heels, did him and Woodson, were they friendly? Or was there some interaction that I missed? I didn't see anything that would. Okay. I don't know why the question now, but uh, I guess. Pretty much. Asking. I mean, pretty much everybody. Really? Yeah, like, even like Fran McCaffrey, like, Brad likes Fran. Hmm. Like, they get along. Um, I think he gets along with. Izzo really well. Uh, Chris Collins. I mean, Chris Collins right. is just a nice guy, I think. Right. Well, um, maybe Juwan Howard. Okay. Because I don't know that Juwan gets along with anybody in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. Certainly not Greg Gard or the assistant coach that he face-palmed. Uh, but even then, like I don't think Brad has like some heated okay. rivalry or anything. I mean, he wants to beat all these guys, but like... Iowa being Illinois' closest thing to a rival over the last few years, like Brad and Fran don't go at each other. I mean, they're off. I mean, outside the competition court, like, I think they get along pretty well. Saw that uh, Underwood uh, had the went with the coat look again against the Hoosiers, and he threw it. Maybe he didn't throw it. He took it off. He took it off. He was not thrilled about some of the. Okay. I think that was after. Sincere Harris was called for a foul when he got screened and fell down. Okay. Which, again, that was, I wasn't sure how that was possible to be a foul on Sincere Harris. So, again, I'll say it. Officials make mistakes, but that was one. But, yeah. I don't, I don't think he threw the jacket, but it was certainly removed in a fit of passion. You are on the record as saying you like uh, Coach dressing up, not the... Not the, uh, I mean, I don't sweatsuit look. I think I liked the in between, like polos yeah. and khakis. Okay, coordinated. Um, but yeah, I don't know, it's just whatever, whatever they want to do. I mean, I think it's ridiculous that like major league managers wear a full uniform. It's like if you're going to do that, you got to play at least one inning. Dusty Baker, that however old it's 68 years old or whatever he is but right. it just coaches i don't know where be comfortable it gets hot i wouldn't want you wearing a suit and sweating through it every game again submit your questions that's all i had for you it's a good, good group good 
Good group. Uh, let's go with your Illinois Power Poll before we get you out of here. Does that change much? No. Still Terrence Shannon won. Okay. Still Matt. Uh, he had a bad game. Dane Danger. Yeah. Yeah. Danger was three last time. Remember yeah. We had to kick this poor, poor old upside. I mean, I think uh, Matthew Meyer well, was apparently he was a little under the weather on Thursday. Why he went zero for four and scoreless? But we'll keep him at number two because okay. before that, if he's feeling better, like he's played, he's been one of the best players. Vote of confidence time. by Mr. Richie. And we'll keep Dane in the third spot, despite his defensive struggles against Trace, because Trace is pretty good. Okay. Uh, we're running out of time, but I'll let you go data diving if you, if you so choose. I know it picks your spirits up usually. I'm just gonna do one thing. Okay. And I mentioned it. Uh, what I wrote this morning about only voting for one Big Ten team, but the current projections for the conference, this is on bartorvik.com, eight teams finished 10 and 10. One, Michigan State finished 11 and 9. One, Maryland finished 9 and 11. That's, <laughs> that's 10 of the 14 teams that'll just essentially be all 500. Not sure what that's great for the Big Ten and its NCAA tournament chances. Hmm. Again, I keep seeing lists of nine and ten teams making the tournament. I, hard to fathom at this pace. Can't see it happening. Because, I mean, I think, and these are obviously just projections based on numbers. But watching the games, it's just like there's not any real difference in <laughs> Most of the league, like anybody can beat anybody. I know that's like a super cliched thing, but this year in the Big Ten, okay, it's proven to be true. Shout out to the uh, the return of the students made State Farm Center rowdy as ever. You know, I, I had a shout out to the old timers last week, yeah, but the, Illinois does have a home court advantage. That is not always a thing uh, in the waning in the Gross and Weber eras. No. It wasn't always a thing, but it is today. And it took a little time to build back into the Brad Underwood era. But, yeah, I had a different vantage point on Thursday. Colin had the seat there on the floor. and I was was good? Um, Yeah, I I don't hear the crush as much because they're not Mm -hmm. standing two feet behind me. And they're very loud. Um, But the place was full, and it filled up. I mean, Illinois, it's a little bit of a later arriving crowd, but like, I feel like it was full a little earlier than than typical. So. Listen, the Big Ten, not every home court has an advantage. I, I would give Indiana. I would give Purdue. I would give Michigan State. Maybe Wisconsin. Yeah, I feel like that's uh, waned a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it has. Um, Rutgers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If, if you've been there. Right. I'll it, give it to you on your reports only. unreal. I um, wouldn't do Ohio State. I no, wouldn't do Penn State. I wouldn't do Michigan. I wouldn't do Minnesota. I wouldn't do Northwestern. Iowa, yes, if filled and yeah focused. Nebraska, nope. People, pe- people show up. Yeah, but they're just friendly. They have yeah. nothing to root for. <laughs> yeah, like they just <clears throat> they need something to do on a Tuesday night. So they're like, oh, let's go to the Nebraska basketball game. All right, this Tuesday night, Scott Rich will be at State Farm Center. Follow along newsgazette.com. dot com. Uh, then uh, Wisconsin. Are you headed that way Saturday, or is this your last game to kind of? Cowan is going to go to Wisconsin. Okay, you're not going to go with him. No. Okay. And then next week, you're back flying solo, full time. 
Can't wait, Scott Ritchie. Appreciate you coming back. Appreciate all your knowledge. Appreciate your 6 a.m. Good morning, Illini Nation. Basically, we appreciate you, Scott Ritchie. All right? Thanks. That's it. We'll hear from uh, you next Monday.